0: Hello and welcome to Sharp China. I'm Andrew Sharp, and you are listening to a free preview of today's episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sharp China. I'm Andrew Sharp, and on the other line, Bill Bishop. Bill, how you doing?
1: Hey Andrew, uh, pretty good. It's swampy DC. Nice and uh, summer has finally arrived. Uh, waiting for a thunderstorm, but can't complain. Hope you're well. Hope everyone out there in the audience is well too.
0: There you go. I, I'm recording from New England where it's been pouring rain all day. So it's a perfect day to be podcasting as far as I'm concerned. Swampy up here as well. Um, one question for you. Does Tashi get scared of thunder and lightning? Yeah, and we may find out soon. Um, because it's, <laughs> We're supposed to get a
1: thunderstorm potentially starting in the next half hour or so. He, he doesn't like it. Like most dogs, he, he's not a, not a huge fan.
0: Okay. Yes. Well, I'm here with my family's dog, Ollie, and he is a Bernedoodle. Tashi is a Golden Doodle, and he too gets pretty scared of thunder and lightning, and has been howling all morning. So, if you hear oh, some howling, yeah, well, uh, it'll be the second dog to join the podcast. So there you go. Wh- but by knows? the way, does Ollie
1: eat rabbits? Because we have a rabbit infest- infestation in in our garden for the first year, and um, I'm looking for uh, rabbit hunting dogs in the neighborhood.
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. There are rabbits in our midst up here in New England, and Ollie has so much fun chasing the rabbits. Uh, they're like dogs that never stop running as far as Ollie okay. is concerned. Well, he's welcome so. to come over.
1: I, I found one in the garden this morning that was digging up something I planned over the weekend, and the little, the little creature was six feet away, and it just looked at me.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rabbits in dc they're probably pretty bold but yes ollie is up to the task he's been waiting his entire life to be called upon for that particular role um as for the news of the week here bill we've got a lot of ground to cover today i do want to start with a mini controversy that's now about a week old but here is joe biden at a fundraiser last tuesday he said quote The reason Xi Jinping got very upset in terms of when I shot that balloon down with two boxcars full of spy equipment is he didn't know it was there. That was the great embarrassment for dictators when they didn't know what happened. It was blown off course up through Alaska and then down through the United States, and he didn't know about it. And Bill... The timing of this story, it reminded me of the episode we we did earlier this year about advice for new China watchers. I went back and looked it up. You, you read the commandments from Laszlo Ladani, and commandment number nine was, do not lose your sense of humor. And I just couldn't help but crack up last week after we recorded an entire episode about Lincoln in Beijing and the, the Biden team's painstaking efforts to improve the relationship. We're at this pretty tense moment where everybody's trying to go glass half full on what's possible with the U.S.-China relationship. Everyone's being very careful with what they say. And then you have six hours after you and I finish that discussion, President Biden comes out just shooting from the hip and calling it like he sees it. She as a dictator what did you make of of that controversy the reactions it it inspired just as an addendum to our discussion last week of as as far as the biden administration's approach to the relationship at this point
1: uh certainly and then and then i mean it it is uh never a dull moment and then of course over the weekend on one of the sunday talk shows you know president uh, sorry secretary of state blinken basically you know he said like he 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 didn't show any that he was asked about that dictator comment. And he basically said, that's something like the president speaks for all of us. Um, I think there are several dimensions there. One, you know, from what was quoted about his his comments at this fundraiser. Of course, I think it was supposed to be private, but <laughs> obviously somebody recorded it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is what he was trying to say, I think, was back to the let's get past this silly balloon incident. You know, it wasn't intentional. She didn't even know it wasn't a big deal. So it's sort of moving forward with this beginnings of a reset that Biden has been pushing over the last um, few months, but the way it came out, I think from a, from the Chinese perspective was um, problematic on a couple levels. First of all, uh, in the chinese system xi jinping is not a dictator the chinese system it's a whole process democracy as it calls itself it it that a whole process democracy is not going to select a dictator mm-hmm. so it is a it, it is a problem to call him a dictator to the chinese system you also have um one of the key sort of most important things out of the 20th party congress was effectively like uphold or protect safeguard the core the core being really xi jinping so you have throughout the system the natural reaction is to respond to any perceived slight to Xi Jinping. so right. you had you know the foreign ministry got upset, you had the ambassador in d c get upset, um, you know on and on. Um, it also though talk ties into this that she didn't know, and we actually talked about this on one of our podcasts around the time the balloon appeared or after it was shot down, which was you know what did she know? And I think what we had talked about was, the guess my guess was that he was aware of this program this program of global surveillance that um the the you know they had these balloons that were running around you know unmanned civilian meteorological airships right. flying around the world spying on the weather um Humor, insert sarcasm, however you do it on the
0: podcast. I'm not <laughs> no, sure. we no, need one no. of those like
1: sound effects, right?
0: Listen, China is is at the cutting edge of meteorology right now. Yes, all it's, over it's, the world, congrats so, to them.
1: And. And, and just before I forget, there was an article, BBC had an article yesterday about some, some company that used AI to look at satellite photos and discovered a whole bunch of other balloon flights over the last few years. That's right. I saw um, that. Yeah. So, so anyway, my point was, is when, in our podcast, what we, what we had sort of discussed, and I, I think this still holds, is that the program is not something of which Xi Jinping was unaware but the actual each individual flight, just like Joe Biden doesn't know each individual sort you know surveillance flight that the U.S. Air Force, or the U.S. Navy runs off, uh, you know the coast of China, he's not going to know each individual one or the itinerary or the route or the sort of the the flight plan. Um, so, but I guess the question is, right? If Biden was saying she had no idea about this program, while maybe to him he thinks, oh, this is sort of excusing what happened and it's not she's fault to the Chinese system. It's like, well, okay, all these reforms that she has put into place for the PLA over the last several years to centralize control, to make sure that there are no surprises, that there are no sort of rogue or, or un, uncontrolled actors has failed, mm-hmm. right? And so so where we come back to, I think, is – and there was one of the articles about the his comments talked about sort of – had an anonymous quote from – somebody, I think it's some senior official or intelligence um, community person basically saying he was surprised that Joe Biden talked about the sense of intelligence. So I think right. I think what it comes down to is that she didn't actually know where this balloon was at that time, but the, Biden was not saying he wasn't aware of the program. Maybe, they, Maybe he wasn't, and then that's a different and bigger problem inside his system. But regardless, the comments were not helpful to sort of the the sort well, of the attempts to yeah. create a more positive tone out of Blinken's visit—they
0: were completely orthogonal to a lot of the messaging that had been emerging from but the State Department. From the
1: perspective of people who are not in the whole process, democracy in China, Xi Jinping looks like a dictator. Oh, sure,
0: yeah, right. And, and, so, and look- so again, was he saying something that is inaccurate? I mean, look, I I think on some level, I found it gratifying to have someone just speak plainly about she because it's one thing that I've been wary of. As you and I talked through some of the efforts to repair the relationship, where like I understand we don't want to make anything worse and the relationship is in a sensitive place, but I think we start wading into dangerous territory when we stop saying things that are basically true and get lost in lots of the same kind of doublespeak that we've come to expect from all the PRC readouts. Um, it's just a good guiding principle. We're going to end up creating more problems than we solve if we avoid acknowledging fundamental truths like that, um, whether it's the balloon or, or she right. is an authoritarian or anything else. But it's just funny as the administration is sitting on the balloon report, apparently anyways, um, to... Then come out and speak pretty definitively about this. Like I I don't know that it's been confirmed on the record that the balloon was blown off course. I know when we were back in the real thick of it er earlier this year, trying to piece together what happened, there were drips and drabs coming out of various government agencies that made it look like this was probably a balloon that was blown off course and it wasn't clear who knew about it. But to have Biden come out and basically state that definitively Mm -hmm. was also pretty interesting to me.
1: Yeah, no, it was it was it was great. We much prefer unscripted Biden. It's it's much more interesting.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, And the Chinese side called it. Let me see here.
1: A political provocation, I think. Extremely Um, absurd
0: and irresponsible. Um, And yes, the ambassador in DC was reading people the Riot Act for several days last week. So, uh, altogether, what an addendum to last week's episode about the US China relationship. For now, though, let's move away from the US and China. Robert asks, what did China's reaction to the attempted mutiny in Russia tell us about their friendship of no limit? What do you think, Bill? All right, and that's the end of the free preview. If you'd like to subscribe and receive full episodes of this show, you can do that in two ways. First, you can go to Sinicism.com and sign up for Bill's newsletter, which will also give you access to all of our Sharp China shows. Or if you want to receive all our Sharp China episodes along with daily analysis of the tech business from Ben Thompson, several other podcasts about technology, and more shows that we'll be adding in the months to come, you can click the link in your show notes and subscribe to Stratechery Plus.